What's good? It's your man, C. Perry Leasy II, and welcome to Straight to Tape. You know, you know what it is. Unapologetic and insightful commentary. From the tip of our tongues, it's straight to tape. And <laughs> I guess I'm in here with my uh, caravan about to hit the border. <laughs> 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 Of course, the nefarious one, the comedian, Tico. What it do, what it do, people talking, I try to live it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I yeah, like yeah, I like that. I'm like, I'm working on my intro. I like that. I'm working on my intro. I'm trying to come up with my little catchphrase. You know, keep looking at me the last time I was talking. What did I say? What did I say last time? It was like something about... If I'm, yeah. Okay. And, of course, the first lady of straight to tape the quintessential hip hop mom keisha what a while what it is what the business is <laughs> you know, man she just came off the fly with that shit i said that from a very good friend of mine who says that every time oh okay, 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 okay. there you go like, like damn it <laughs> So, like I said, this is straight to tape. Uh, you can listen to this uh, podcast on SoundCloud. You can catch us on Google Play. You can catch us in Stitcher, and we're now on Radio Public as well. Was well, am. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to grow the footprint here, and we're trying to provide you, you know, with some good conversation. So first, we're going to start with our comment section. Of course, with our comment section, you know, this is where uh, it always gets popping as it relates to a story. Okay. Uh, Story gets put out there. People have things to say about it. Good or bad. It's the comment section. Here's our comment section. Uh, Jamel Roberson. uh, He was an armed security guard uh, working at a bar in Chicago. Uh, One of the patrons got a little bit rowdy. Patron went out and got a gun. Uh, Security guard had a gun as well. Uh, Stopped the guy. Foot in back. Uh, Cops show up and hmm, cop shoots Mr. Roberson. Now, as it relates to shootings, one narrative that I've been, I know I've been sick of, okay, you know, is they're all black. Uh, besides that one besides that one a uh, good guy with a gun uh, can stop a bad guy with a gun alright so uh, do we need to you know add a word right in front of the good guy do do we I mean I mean, do we qualifier? yes 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 do we need something there what do, you, what do you think? A white good guy with a gun uh, can stop uh, a bad guy with a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the white one. I, I think that fits. It's quite apparent that the black ones can't. No. I mean, this guy wanted to go to school to be a police officer. Exactly. He was in the process of signing up for police academy. When it, this is in Chicago, Chicago right? Yeah. yeah, Chicago. In Chicago. And this was like his first Christmas with his child. He just had a, they just had a kid. And this yeah. was supposed to be his first uh, Christmas with his kid. So, you know, that, that puts a little bit more on your, you know, your heartstrings there. 
But yeah, and you know, you know, the Blue Wall storylines already coming out on this. Okay, uh, that they told him to put the gun down uh, before, yeah, before before they shot him. Okay? But they also said that while he was in, while the police came in, everybody in the bar, or whatever, was screaming, "He's security! He's yeah. security!" And he had a security hat on. Uh, but you know, on the actually on the police report, and they're just saying they just had on uh, black clothing. Nothing, you know, letting him know that he was a security guard. His lawyer was on the news and said he had one of those, yeah. basically a scully with security. security. And, one of the, and one of the witnesses even said that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and actually, one of the witnesses, um, they actually spoke to this witness uh, from their, um, you know, from their uh, bed in the hospital. And, you know, that witness was saying, you know, that the cop did tell him to put the gun down. But five seconds later, he starts shooting. So it's like he didn't even give him a opportunity to put the gun down. Right. Where's, the, where's the NRA on this? Hey, Silent? Look, look. Just I, like they were for Orlando Castillo? I haven't heard anything from the NRA. Yeah. I ain't heard nothing from that little house nigga that they got, with, you know, that, that supports the NRA. You know, whatever, whatever that motherfucker's name is. Uh, with his YouTube page, okay? Haven't heard nothing. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. So, you know, can, 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 yeah, can we be real about this good guy shit? I mean, well, look, evidently, it's not the point that just being black is the issue. I think it's you being black and wearing black clothes. That's fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, you, you're putting it all together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, put it together, got, you, you got, Put it together. You got a black man wearing black he black and black, black and black and black. That's that's crazy. I mean, think about everybody back that in the back in the back of the ass. Exactly. <laughs> think about that, man. That, that's 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 a crazy concept. Mm. So first of all, it was like you can't wear a hoodie, right? Mm. But now it's like okay. I mean, now it's you can't wear black hoodies or you can't wear, you know, what I'm saying this type of clothes that 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 automatically ties you to being black. Now, due to the simple fact, black people love to wear black. You know what I'm saying, and that and that's and, that, and that's true. You but know what take I'm up, saying? But take up, but take up. At this rate, obviously, at this rate, <laughs> we'd have to go outside naked. Think about it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're still black. black. Yeah. Still right. <laughs> black. It doesn't matter. Um, there's a study done, and I don't know the specifics, but basically, mm-hmm. young brown boys are seen as threatening by the age of a very very young mm-hmm. age. Um, like 13, 14. Yeah, it, it, they're seen like five times more threatening than a white kid, the white boy, the same age. And that's an implicit bias. Um, there's tons of study done that though someone may not be actively carrying out their bias, it's in them based on personal experiences, how they were raised, interactions that they've had with people, the media, um, all of that. So, the cop, and and it takes work to alleviate yourself of that bias. Um, You have to recognize that it exists, and you have to work to not be that way, basically. Which for an average person day to day, it's not a huge deal, you know. But for somebody that wields a gun and is supposed to protect and serve, there need to be programs to alleviate not just white cops, 
all cops. Okay. So, so are you saying okay? Um, because we all know okay, like Ray, mm-hmm. Ray does security, you know, and um, do you think that is supposed to be some type of uniform that that that, that securities? Do you think that that would alleviate that type of problem? No, if the cop was clearly wrong. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, I'm, saying, just I'm just saying. Say, I'm saying. All that, they yeah. all they say is, well, uh, you have a split to these guys want to make it home to their families. Everybody wants to make it home to their families. Thank you. And they just have a split second decision to make. That's your job to make the right decision and not take someone's life. Like I don't understand where the kill shot comes from. Like, didn't back in the day, or maybe this is just me thinking about the movies that I watched. Can't they shoot a nigga in the hand or the leg or the yeah, shoulder? Exactly. exactly. Like, exactly. why are they trying to aiming straight for the fucking chest and head? Exactly. If you had enough skills, then you'd be able to disable someone with or without a gun. I see. And not kill them. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why that. And yes, you want to make it home to your family, but this is the career that you chose. Yeah. And if you're not able to defuse a situation instead of escalating it, then you need to find another fucking job. No, I agree. I agree. It is so... Ugh. It incenses me. Like, you just... And it's funny, because my ex-husband and I, we always used to, like, sit out and people watch and make up stories about people's lives, okay? <laughs> and one thing that we came... One conclusion we came to, most cops are the little assholes that were in school. The kids yeah, that got made yeah. fun of or they weren't as popular as everyone else. Um, they might have been loners and then you don't see them for 20 years and they're a cop now. They, how, how do you, it, it's not an, an active choice and an active decision to alleviate all of that stress that you went through as a child from whoever outside force how do you think that manifests itself when you are responsible for protecting and serving and you get to carry a gun and shoot whoever the fuck you want? Like, it doesn't go away unless you make it go away. You don't just wake up one morning and be like, okay, I wasn't the bully kid in school. Let me go out here and put this gun on my hip. And anybody that fucks with me, I'm not going to bring back all of those feelings from 10th, 11th, 12th grade aren't going to flood back into my into my psyche. It doesn't yeah. fucking work like that. But what type of training do you think that 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 they would have to do in order for police to um, to rethink that first, you know, that instinct? Because to me, I get it. You got a split second to think of what you're going to do. But you know, that split second, you know, you could have if you think two seconds. You know what I'm saying? It could have been something totally different. You know what I'm saying? You know, if he's bucking, I get it. But if he's just chilling, just I mean, just not even chilling, just just there. I mean, that that that's, that's weird. You diffuse the situation by. But I mean, that, exactly. You, now you, you know how the situation exactly. by communicating. I'm right. gonna tell you. I'm gonna okay. tell you because you know I, I you know my uh I have to say my second job, which pays the bills. Um, <laughs> uh, I deal with special needs kids. I deal with behavioral kids. They are able to flip at a drop of a dime, but they teach us to diffuse the situation mm-hmm. and. And, and you know, to keep it from escalating to a whole nother level, you know. Um, and I just found out today, North Carolina is a no-touch state. Yeah, so yeah. you can't put like no. me. I was talking to my uh, ex-husband's girlfriend, and she's in mental health. And in New York, they can put you in a hold. North Carolina, you cannot touch. 
No, you can't. A mental can't. health patient or child. Now um, we have a kid that does that. He just runs around, and all you have to do is chase. Him. You can't put your hands on anything to take him, but we're going off the topic. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. There, there, there is, um, there's things that you know. Number one, that's what you're supposed to do when you're a police officer. You're supposed to come and say shit. I mean, um, associate. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you're supposed to come and check out <laughs> what's going on, and then you're supposed to make that judgment from that. Now, if you're already going into a, you know, you get the call, there's a guy with a gun, blah blah blah. Okay, you got that in your head. So. But when you get there and you see with your own eyes, that right there, that I think that right there was what you're saying, kids, because it's like what I see with my eyes and he saw he saw something wrong or he saw what he wanted to see. It seems like you know what that, I'm it seemed like he saw what he wanted to see. You know, he wanted to be that he wanted to be uh 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 dirty hairy. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he just came in. He just came in. You know, he, he wants to do that. I mean, in the assessment portions, I mean, it always seems like that's the part of the training that's missing. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but they say it's not. All they give, all the authorities give, is you have a split second. So in that split second, you could have chose to use your mouth, like Tico said. Not like guy was an active fucking shooter. The the person with the gun, the mm-hmm. culprit with the gun, was being subdued. By an armed security guard. You can't use your words to figure out what the fuck is going on before you murder somebody? And they're going to say that because it's hard. Not, not as hard. You can't fucking police yourself. Okay? Right. You can't fucking police yourself. If you expect the, you know, the word on how a, you know, an officer involved situation goes okay you can't I'm sorry you can't get the truth from the officers you can't get the truth from the officers association you can't get the truth from the officers boss but then again you have to put it in this two pair mm-hmm. you're in fucking Chicago Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, you're in Chicago. I and it's not like you was in, you know what I'm saying? Not like you in um, in Mexico. I mean, uh, you know, well, yeah, uh, Albuquerque, yeah. Mexico or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You in Chicago. You know, Chirac. You know? I mean, shit. I knew this dude. He was, he was applying to be a, a police officer. You know? Resume all great and gravy. He answered all the questions great. And he was so good that, you know, the police chief came in to go, you know, to see what he was up to. He's like, yo, you are a great candidate for this thing. But I need, I, I got one more test for you to do. And he was like, what? He was like, yo, I want you to take this gun, go outside, kill 10 blacks and a clown. So the dude said, the dude said, why a clown? Police chief said, you know what? Great way to think. You're hired. <laughs> um, Chicago, man. Chicago police. Yeah, yeah, that's Chirac, yo. For real. So, I mean, it's just that we can't even live our lives. Um, There's a story out of Seattle, Mm -hmm. I believe, a guy named Byron Ragland. He's a court-appointed visitation monitor Mm -hmm. um, that monitors uh, chaperones visits between parents um, who've lost custody of a child and the child. Um, on this special day is a Wednesday. He, uh, the kid wanted ice cream. So they went to Menchie's to get ice cream. So he's sitting there watching 
um, the mother and son interact. Um, apparently, the two workers at the Benchies, both white women, were scared of him. Okay. They called the owner, who wasn't there, who is a, an Asian. Um, the owner, then, from wherever he is, calls the police and asks the police to go and have Byron removed from the store. He didn't do nothing before you asked. I see, I see your lips working and your mind working. He didn't do anything. Mm. Yes, sir. He was sitting there doing his job. The mother and the son got ice cream. He didn't get ice cream. He's doing his court-appointed job. He's also a nine-year veteran. And he's also in school for psychology. The police come. And again, instead of defusing the situation, they ask the man to leave. For what? No reason. No reason. You said that owner was Asian, right? Oh, yeah. And this, this nigga said it's not racial profiling because I'm Asian. Hell fucking yes, it is. Hurry <laughs> uh, up and buy <laughs> Thank you. Come on, man. That's a constant. That's a constant. Thank you. Mother. <laughs> Thank you. What? What? what you say about my mom? Chirac all over me. All day, man. Hey, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. You just can't be black and be. I mean, that's just how it is nowadays. Well, you know. No, it's just how it's, it's always been. concerning. No, no. No, we had this essential. Like back when we were young, we could do most things. You know what I'm saying? Without fucking getting the police calling. Like, if you want me to leave, just tell me to leave. But now, there's... It's like... I think there's a bit of reverse psychology going on in the minds of white people. Okay. Because they've always been scared of us. True, true. But because shit, I'm the plight... Of- <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> because the... the, the the overall attitude towards black people in America over these past, I'd say, 10 years, as police shootings increase, as negative rhetoric come from the mouth of a person that's supposed to be the leader of the free freaking world, I think they're scared because they know we're motherfucking angry. So they're scared-er than they used to be. And but, so they use the police as, they use 911 as uh, fucking Uber Eats. Okay. <laughs> that's a good that's one. Fucking that's great, great. That's I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna write that one down. Let me give you credit on that one. Too. I'm gonna write that one down. And I, you know, and I'm with you. But do you think that what they're doing, because the pot is boiling, mm-hmm. right? Pot is boiling, right? And it's and it's when is that last? Who's that last person to die? When we just say, you know what? Fuck it. The revolution. It's on. But see, the thing about it is, we can't go that way. Mm-mm. Because if we go that way, we already lost. But the simple fact is this. White folks got, I mean, black folks, we got guns. White folks, they got weapons. Mm-hmm. That's a whole totally different thing. <laughs> I can, you know, these cats out here with these, you know what I'm saying, you know, popping these guns, pop, 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 I'm, you know, no, no. When you got, exactly, when you got that, exactly, when you got that, you know what I'm saying, that, that bullet that'll tear you, you know what I'm saying, from your waist, and you talking, body. And you talking bullets? Yeah. Bullets? No, I'm no. sorry, not bullets, I'm talking ammunition. You said, I'm talking ammunition, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a whole... got bullets, they got ammunition, you know, and so, it's like, I think what they're doing is poking the bear, poking the bear. 
I mean, think about the whole shebang. Now, I, we can go to the whole New World Order type joint, and you know what I'm saying? The whole Walmarts and the FEMA and all that stuff like that. You know, if you really look at it, Walmart is all traction towards, you know what I'm saying? Put slaves, oh, 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 you know, off the touch. But anyway, here we go. It's like this, man. You get out here. Hey, you talking about sponsorship? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean, you, get, you, get, out, you get out here, and, 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 and there's, there, there's, there's these traps. But the thing about it is, we, we won't fall for it because what more can you do to us? What more can you do to us? You know what I'm saying? It, besides, you know what I'm saying? Just literally like just a group of just white folks coming in and just killing the whole town. You know what that's I'm saying? So um, I mean, I know that's how we are exactly, but, but, but you know, you know, we all knew what happened after that. Niggas went and revolted. You know what I'm saying? So but they know the squashed, thing, man. but you know, but they know the thing, man. So it's, it's, it's a crazy situation. But right? it's like these these little incremental things that happen, and it's a it's a cycle, right? So they've always been scared of us. Now they're even more scared because shit, their people do. But they still pinch off the piece of leftover piece of cake a little bit. It's like this ain't gonna make no difference. Like this man just sitting here minding his own fucking business. I'm scared. Um. I like old movies, and I don't know if I ever said this before. I like old movies. Mm-hmm. Um, black women used to faint a lot yeah. in old movies. Yeah, they did. They did, though. Are they really mm-hmm. that weak? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Mm-hmm. <sighs> smelling sauce. Grab a smelling sauce. <laughs> Who the fuck keeps smelling sauce around like that? You know? Right. They did back in the day because mm-hmm. white women used to faint all the time. <laughs> like, from back from the 1500s yeah. on through to, like, I think they stopped fainting in the fucking 60s. Yeah, but in the 1500s, was it smelling sauce or was it just snow? It was fun. Yeah, you know, you know, that's a whole other thing, too. Let me tell you, man. You remember back, you know, when you say that? You know, the little, they used to pinch the little stuff and stick it up in the uh-huh. nose? Yeah. Like it was, that was because they stunk. They stink. Right. Because they didn't have deodorant. They have a lot of shit. And you have right. to talk about, a, you talk about a, a woman with like 50 layers of clothes. You know what I'm saying? And this is Exactly. And then you talking before yeah. fucking summer eve and all that exactly. other shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just plain exactly. black soap. Exactly. Had so you know, no escaping whatsoever. <laughs> never, never. You take that 14th layer of fucking bosoms off. She's smelling like motherfucking. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why. Yeah. That shit is fucking crazy. Like that in the um, Silence of the Lambs, that white stuff Jodie Foster put under her nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before she went to see the first dead body in the movie. That stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but so they get scared and they call the police and it makes them even more scared afterwards so it's just it's just the fucking cycle again for like the fourth fucking show in a row white yeah, people yeah. stop calling the police on black people for just living that's all that's all you know, that's, about that. and that's that's our j- black just living moment that we tend to always have here on Straight to Tech. Don't get a twist now. I love some of y'all white folks. I love y'all. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite oppressors are white. Yep. Talk to your brethren. Yeah. <laughs> talk, to you, talk to one another. Yeah. Yo, uh, you seen this photo of these kids uh, from that uh, high school in uh, Wisconsin, yes. uh, Borough District, you know, the whole um, Nazi salute. Yes. Yeah, I'll tell you what killed me about that, okay? The photographer. He was like, no, no, they weren't saluting. They were waving goodbye to their parents. 
Okay. Exactly. Exactly. When you do the Nazi salute, the Nazi salute is your arm straight, straight, straight up. Okay. When was the last time you seen a motherfucker wave at somebody with their arms straight up? Come on, man. Come on, man. Look here, dude. When I saw it, Uh people were asking, how do I feel about it? I really don't have a feeling about it. For the simple fact that that's not my genocide. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's not my genocide. You know, um, it happened. I'm sorry. But we still got black folks dying here. We still got things going on with us right now. You know, so even just, I, I really didn't want to speak on the whole thing because I, you know, it, it just didn't make, it just, it's, I don't have no feelings for it. So, but at the same token, but at the same token, I'm going to talk about it because this is your topic. This is what I, this is what I think. Like you said, that whole Nazi salute, that's some serious shit. Now, Hitler was like, like you said, from your arm extended out from your neck, straight out. Hands tucked in, folded in, tight. 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 That was the salute. There is no mistake in that shit. Exactly. There's, There's no mistake. No mistake but now, when I look into the picture, I look in the picture and I look, and I really look, there were a couple of cats out there that, you know, had their hands out like that. And a lot of them had their hands out. But the fingers were not tight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to make a joke, I'm just saying that their fingers weren't tight. Now, maybe they caught him when, you know, it, and I saw one dude, he had a, a, a fist pump, like, you know what I'm saying, the Olympic joint, you know what I'm saying, that whole thing. Um, is, it some, is it some fuck shit? I mean, for the photographer to let that shit go out, that's on his, that, that's his yeah. shit. That, 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 I think that's his fault for, 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 even, for even doing that. And even one of the mothers that were there was like, yo, stop that. Told him to stop that. So were so were the kids being racist or were the kids being assholes? You see, but see, y'all didn't understand. Like you said, kids be kids. Now I've done some ill shit too. I've done, I've thought, I've, I've done some, 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 some pretty racist type. You know what I'm saying? Shit, thinking that is funny. You know, but like I said, I can't, I can't weigh in like, like it really matters to me because, like I told you before, it's not my genocide. So if these motherfuckers had fucking they got ties on and they were like look like they were hanging themselves like they were hanging, oh yes. I would be furious and, and upset because they still hanging us from the tree. Actually, so actually, actually, actually. Now if they were doing that, I wouldn't get offended, okay? But if I remember correctly, there was like one black kid in the in the video in the in the photo. That's yeah, what did. they said, okay? Yeah, that's what now, now, I didn't see that. Now exactly. But if all of them were around, you know, with with the neck so neckties off around around him, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can see right. your point of view yeah. on being offended. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and and not saying that they don't have a right to be offended and and, and to uh, be like that, but dude, if you see this injustice going on, it's just not you. It's everybody, and that's what, and that's, and I think that that's the whole correlation that we all supposed to be like, yo. It's fucked up. You know, it's really fucked up. See, where this kind of thing intersects with our lives. And those were seniors, right? Yeah, mm, those were seniors. So in about yeah. five years, they'll be out in the working world. Yep. These are the people that you go to ask for a bank loan. These are the people that I, I you know, you. sign your checks. I hear you. These are those or will be those people. Um, 
Your code then Prince, then Prince Harry and one of them princes, then they dress up like a Nazi dude. Yeah. Then he married like Harry. Harry. Yeah. Was it Harry? Yeah, Harry. That's not yeah. my struggle. That's Harry. Yeah. But that's what I'm screaming. But that's what I'm screaming. Like I said, my genocide. <laughs> <laughs> my point? Yeah. My genocide. Yeah, but the those young men and ones like them are the ones that are going to be decision makers yeah. more than likely because that's just how the world fucking goes nowadays. So they don't have to have any experience no. in the president. They don't have to know anything. President. It's all about... And one thing I am, fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you're looking at it, trying to teach my son is it's not what you know, it's who, who you fucking know. know. Yeah. Yeah. And he thinks that's so unfair. But it is the world. Yeah. And you take advantage of it. Exactly. You understand your privilege. You use your privilege for your own self-betterment, but you understand it enough to help others and that's what those little white kids are missing that's what a lot of little white kids are missing um so like tico i only have so much room in my mental rolodex for this shit but i do know that the town had a big meeting and some of the people like there were some jewish residents that were of course very offended by the shit. Right, there were some so. none of the kids or the parents were at this meeting. Um there are some there's one white lady on the news who I wanted to punch in the fucking face because like hey, oh, I think they were just waving. Bitch no. no like where have you no. been all your life? This don't shit nobody, happened back when you were a kid. Don't nobody wave like that. Nobody waves like that. <laughs> don't nobody So that's again <laughs> and it, it is um not unless you're doing a sprinkler. A dance sprinkler dance. Anyway, um, <laughs> and, and that's the whole thing. I need and any like my my kid turned fifteen yesterday, and he had a birthday Happy party, birthday. and birthday. Um, all they have such a multicultural group of friends. And that's what we were talking before, P. Mm-hmm. That this is how this shit is. It's that this is why the plan will never work. That they're trying to do because. Next generation and the next generation is watering this shit down because yeah. the younger folks they starting to realize like yo this is some bullshit. Right. So I can have any I can have I can have an Asian friend. I can have you know what I'm saying I can have a, a Mexican friend or whatever. But you and, have to consciously hold on to that shit. Exactly. And I'll tell you why. You go off like I had Asian friends. Like I grew up in a white neighborhood. So when I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in <laughs> North Raleigh. I didn't have any black friends except for my friend from the fourth grade like good good friends I never had black people went to my school a whole group of white kids that I hung out with and one one black guy shout out to Walter Davenport um and the one Davenport and the 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 white kids used to always pair us together not gonna happen um so as I grew older and then I went to Inla completely different yeah not necessarily culture shock for me but completely different and slowly as you grow older you begin to congregate with and it's just natural Natural. progression you begin to congregate with those that are like you that look like you that have the same interests and maybe I think hip hop becoming pop culture helps this generation yeah 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 Yeah, because we have people in the crew I mean we have a couple white people in the crew yeah yeah um that like hip hop or whatever. We've talked about that before, but mostly it was just us. Right. 
And so you grow older in life and you have kids and you live in certain neighborhoods just based off who you are and who you've been around, which typically is someone that looks like you. So in order to, and I just had my 25th year class reunion, um, I just noticed how many white people I was in class with every day that I just haven't, especially, and I'm ashamed, especially because it's so easy with the advent of social media. I got, I gained like 27 new white friends on Facebook that I went to high school with after our reunion. That's right. That's right. So you just naturally progress and be around people that look like you. And it is an effort that you should take in order to maintain those relationships that you grew up with. Exactly. So I'm a little kid, you know, hey, Jason, hey, Jason, um, hey, you, hey, you. And then you just grow away from them. Yeah. If you don't consciously make sure that you keep in contact with, because your lives are different. Like, they had privilege. I didn't have no privilege. Hell yeah. Damn right. You know. Because I remember uh, mine was vice versa. They shipped my ass to Broadway. Mm-hmm. With a whole bunch of you know white people, so you talking about somebody that stayed in the project, going to a school where white kids had Porsches, right? BMWs, trucks with fucking guns on the back, right? But that's just down south North Carolina shit. That didn't that don't mean mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying. And now you put me in this in, the, in this environment of not having to a whole bunch of people that have. And then, like you said, the music, the music, the hip hop came in. Right. So they were defiant. They were defiant towards their parents. Yeah. Parents didn't want to listen to that shit. Mm-hmm. But that's that music that brought us together, mm-hmm. going to these parties, dancing, having a good time, wilding out. And most of the majority of the folks, uh, especially like white, you know, white people that I hung around with, they turned me on to so much other shit. You know what I'm saying? They had access. Exactly, because they had access to it. Right. Man, I didn't know shit about motherfucking damn pop bills and all that <laughs> shit like that. You know what I'm saying? That's but, what, never mind. I received my comment. That's yeah. not what I thought he was talking about. But, but yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying. But I'm just saying though, you get you get a whole nother like you said, you get a whole nother experience of, of what's supposed to be hey, going hey, on. Look, I feel you. And mine, mine was actually reversed. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, because you know. You know, my my grade school, my you know my grade school years was in Howard Beach, New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you know, being one of uh, twenty black students in the school. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and then moving down to Halifax County, North Carolina, uh, with a uh, you know school district that was ninety eight percent black. Okay, so uh, with me, it was an entirely it was entirely different. Uh, culture shock as it related to school and, and even as as it relates to community mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so yeah my experience is just a you know a little bit different but kind of the same i mean dude if you if you look at kids that's in daycare you know you have a multicultural daycare they all love each other. Yeah, they they all love, they don't care. Yeah. Susie and Susie, Johnny and Johnny, Raheem is Raheem. You know, it's only when you start getting into the when you start getting them into school and they start segregating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're, you know, you start clicking, start having clicks, right. and you, you, then you forget. Man, I got pictures of me and, and, and white kids. I don't even know who the hell they are, mm-hmm. but 
they came to my birthday parties. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they brought good gifts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, those are the relationships that I should have bounced on. I should have nurtured. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But, you know, I'm over here hanging with motherfucking, you know what I'm saying, JoJo. Baby. And, you know, and all these dudes. You know what I'm saying? And I feel you. So, like yeah. you say, like this whole generation now, it doesn't make shit. The internet, yeah. you can you can friend anybody. And I mm-hmm. think all this shit is. I think it's just older, scared white people because they know that time is dying out. When I was in my twenties, I thought that. But there are people that are our age mm-hmm. that are still doing mm-hmm. that shit. Exactly. I feel like this shit's never gonna die, yo. I feel like it's never going. I mean, it's to always die. going to be somebody that's yeah, trying to somebody, that's, that's, that's going to try to hold on. They done to came something. out the woodwork since Obama was president, like out of the fucking woodwork. And you, you I thought with our generation, with Advent and hip hop becoming pop culture, that it is it, definitely. Don't get me wrong; it's not as bad as it was in the fifties and sixties. It's right. not, you know, but it is bad, and now it's on a a covert level exactly. where you just gonna fuck my shit up behind the scenes like making an anonymous yeah. or whatever 911 call just to have me removed from some space because I'm just being you know yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it's I, I, every time my kids have a birthday party I bring them all together last night was a little different I'll tell y'all about that later mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> um bring them together and Make sure that they understand that they need to hold on to these bonds because it's a huge melting pot. Exactly. Like you have to consciously hold on to these bonds. And one thing I'm proud of my kids for is they're so inclusive. Since they were little, our rule has always been: you do not make fun of something that a person can't control. Exactly. And one is their skin color, sexuality is in there. If you're a kid, if mm-hmm. disabilities, and if you're a kid. You don't control shit. <laughs> Damn. You know what I'm saying? So you don't control what you eat. You know, if your parents feeding you food to get fat, they don't and niggas don't pay no bills. If they're clothes, they don't buy their own clothes. Now somebody come in with purple hair, maybe. But you don't we do not make fun and we love to joke and make up stories about people's lives and stuff like that. But we do not tease people or joke people for things that they cannot control. And that control is relative as to who you are and your age. And they they have really maintained that over the years. They're very inclusive. And the thing about it is if they do joke, they joke about everyone. Right. So they have African mm-hmm. friends. They have really pasty white friends mm-hmm. with, with red hair. And they celebrate those differences. Exactly. And they laugh about those differences. Exactly. And it's so beautiful to see. So I hope that carries on and they don't just get... The, the connection doesn't get degraded by life, living right. life, but but like you say, it, those relationships are like that. But when they get older, with kids getting, I'm not saying that's what happens. But I'm saying my generation, when they get older, like with the elections and stuff, mm-hmm. once people start realizing, like, oh, I didn't know you was Republican. Now I'm gonna shut that shit down because you know what I'm saying. So you have to like take that and 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 and. and Put that stuff to the side. Just, just that's just one aspect of that person, and not the whole aspect. Right, right, yeah, right. And just, just to sum it up, um, yeah. I mean, as we get older, you know, I guess sometimes we got to look less to the tribalism and just look at us. Right, exactly. Yep. 
but we ought to try. And that's it. And that and that's the trick, Perry. That is the trick, and that's the, that's how they keep us like it is. The reason why, when poor people start realizing that poor people are poor people, when when poor white folks start realizing that 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 it's the rich that don't care about them. Mm-hmm. And realize you in the same bucket I am. Just because you in the trailer and I'm in the projects, we still grow. Yeah, we still going through the same thing. We all want our families to be happy. We still want our family, you know, want our kids to grow up oh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a nice, in a nice, you know, environment. We want them to, to be healthy. We all want that. And what they did is they, they put that wedge in between us. Like, well, you, you know, you poor, but hey, at least you're white. You're better because you're white. You know what I'm saying? Is that is that once you get that that. That, that that trigger out, man. I think that's yeah. that's what's going to be about. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes let's you know, uh, let's deal with the racism, but also at the same time, the classism is the same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Classism is, is the shit. All right, that was a comment section. Ooh, that was a long yeah, comment. that was that was, but it was a good comment it section. Good comment. Yeah, yeah. Man, got me all hyped. Yeah. All right, it's the main course. All right, guys. Um, we had the passing of the great Stanley this week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I'd like to say this, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanley, man, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate you because I'm going to tell you why it means so much to me. I'll tell you why it means so much to me. Because when I was younger, I, I wasn't into reading books. You know, schools tell you to read these books, and I, it wasn't to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but my aunt knew that I like to look at the funny papers, and so she started buying me comic books. Okay. So I started reading comic books. Comics started using languages and words that I've never ever heard before. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, let me look this word up. Let me find this. What? See what this means? Fucking exuberant means. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is that? You know? So. I want to thank Stan for like getting me, getting me into the point of like, hey, he had great stories, mm, yes, yes, great artwork, yes, you know. But the stories were so, and, and 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 the dialogue was so tight and and so advanced, but not, you know, that made me want to think. And and I take that, learning that, and started like reading just regular books. So I want to thank him for that, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, with with me and, and comics. I mean, uh, I, I've been a comic reader my whole life. It was my uh, uncle Bruce, uh, or some Bruce, who um, got me into reading comics when I was four years old. You know, one of the first. You couldn't read when you were Shut up. Hey, look, it helped. Okay, I knew exactly what I, I knew exactly what I was looking at. Knew exactly what I was reading. Yeah, um, Mama do. Anyway, because anyway, anyway. no, the, the first red ball. You know, the, the first, the first, I mean, the first book that you know got me in the comics was the uh, Spider-Man Gwen Stacy saga. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, death yeah. of Gwen Stacy, and from there, uh, you know, I, I used to always read this collection. Okay, mm-hmm. and then that taught me how to build my how to build my own collection, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, and it's funny. Uh, yo, do me a favor. Find those books that I had. Right yeah, there. right there, right there. Okay, like this one. Okay, uh, and and these are special. Okay, I got some books in my hands. These are special. Okay, what I have here. Um, 
is actually let me get that first one. Let me get that first one. Let me get that first one. Okay. Uh, well, these are are the origin of Marvel Comics and the Son of Origin of Marvel Comics by Stan Lee. Uh, I like to consider these the um, the godfather of the trade paperbacks. Now, to those who are, aren't, you know, are hardcore or even casual uh, comic book readers, a trade paperback is a series of books. I mean, or sorry, a series of comic book issues, uh, you know, revolving around a um, you know, roaring around the story, okay, and with hardcore comic cats, you know, they're going to go out every month and buy them, okay, but then you have some of us that just wait, you know, we wait for the whole run to end, and then we'll go out, I like binge watching, exactly, 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 and we'll go out and buy them, okay, um, I, Actually, these are my second copies of these, okay? You don't really make money off of them, though, but they're yeah. great reads. They're great reads. These are my second copies of these. I had, the first copies I had a long, long, motherfucking time ago, okay? Uh, these I actually... Well, bought, uh, you know, age. when that age, you know, when, when shit just leaves out of your house unsuspectedly, you don't know who the fuck took it. That's uh, what happened with those. Age. Yeah. That's relationships. That's true. Relationships, correct. 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 Long time dude. Long time dude. He was actually mad when I picked these up because he was like the only copies that he had. And um, these, you know. See, that tells you how um, strange the comic book culture. This guy, Rick, works in a comic book store that sells comic books, but he's mad when. He actually owns, no, not he works, owns. It. owns he owns, owns it, which makes it even okay. worse, sir. Yeah. <laughs> he was mad when Perry went yeah, to yeah, buy. Yeah. Yeah. Comic books from his store that he owned. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know these these tell the original stories of um, Marvel Comics. Okay, uh, a lot of people you know with, you know if you don't know the history of Stanley, Stanley started with Marvel Comics when it was called Timely Comics, right. and he was working there during a uh, during a period when um, the the comic industry was restricted, okay? Uh, the comic code, uh, sanitized stories, right. uh, every hero having to have a young sidekick, yeah. okay? Which is, which is, which is, which is very, uh, uh, to me yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. And um, with the, with the, uh, Creation of Fantastic Four One. Um, Stan Lee and his partner Jack Kirby. You cannot tell the story of yeah. You cannot tell the story of Marvel Comics. You cannot tell the story of Stan Lee without talking about Jack King Kirby. Jack King Kirby was the artist that created a lot of these characters, okay? Uh, Stan was the great writer and he was the showman. He was the, you know, he became the voice of the company. But they created Fantastic Four, 
okay, and with Fantastic Four, uh, unlike the uh, god-like heroes of, you know, of DC Comics, you know, this was a family, okay? Yeah, and they, exactly. And that was the biggest thing about Marvel Comics and the biggest thing they had before. Let me insert myself here because I'm not, I probably read three comic books in my Mm -hmm. life. Um, but I do admire Stan Lee um, and Marvel because they, um, or he, was perfect at inserting social issues exactly, into exactly. his Changing story the whole line. concept of, of, of storyline. And if you, uh, if you notice, Perry, mm-hmm. that first issue of Fantastic Four, they got regular clothes on. Yep. They got a lot of fan mail saying they enjoyed Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, that whole stereotype of what a superhero is supposed to be, we like them, but they all need a uniform. Yep. And hence why they all have the four and, the, and, and how they have it now. You know. So, you know, you, you never make anybody happy. <laughs> you never make anybody happy. But, you know, but, you know, they, you know that, that's a very interesting man. Yeah. You know. But, but, I mean, uh, you know, Marvel changed the a game as it related to comic storytelling. Nothing yeah. from not to hear fucking Bill Murray talk about it. You know, not. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Mm, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, look, I'm going to talk about it, okay? So, okay. Bill, Mo- yeah, so, you know, upon the passing of, uh, of Stanley, you know, Bill Moore writes a post uh, pretty much trashing the legacy of Stanley. And here's the part that got me, folks. Here's the part that got me. He, uh, you know, he blamed the culture of comic books in putting a president like Trump in the White House. Uh, here's the one thing I got to say about that. Exactly, it's a huge stretch. But here's the one thing I gotta say about you just that. Say huge, nigga. Yeah, yes, I say huge. Like yeah, 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 huge. Okay, his his was huge. Okay, uh, you okay? So you generalize a whole population of people, just like you generalized a whole population of people uh, that followed the uh, followed the Islamic faith, you know, as terrorists, and you did that. Okay, you did that all right uh you know that doesn't sound inclusive okay and that doesn't sound um you know Look, man, right i i enjoy him as a comic yeah i enjoy him as a comic but sometimes people you have to take people for a grain of salt mm-hmm. i mean you know you fell in love with, with superhead he was giving out money he was giving them money and taking care of all yeah. that stuff yeah. so you know what i'm saying so we all got our shortcomings in this that and the other so you you can't you know i you know it's comic wise bill i, I yeah. love you yo funny motherfucker but i but i get well you know but i i, yeah. I can't you know you know i his mind is blocked up. Yeah, it's just blocked. His mind is blocked up. So it's crazy. Um, a lot of times, what what you have to realize is that people are riding a wave. So whatever opportunity they have, and that very well may be his opinion. Um, or it might be a well strategy plan to get 
him people talking about him. Exactly. To so those type show. of opportunistic issues, like you know the whole Monica Lewis, you yeah. know, as we saw the pits yeah, of hell. Sort of, sort of. Um, what? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she what, what happened? Yeah. What, what, new, what? new documentary. She's got she the new documentary. Yeah. She wants Bill Clinton to apologize to her. What? Anyway, this is not about yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep it staying. Keep it staying. Although it be comic. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's not okay, but a lot of times people want to ride that wave. Like yeah. I brought Monica, she's riding the Me Too wave. Bitch, that wasn't Me Too. You had a consensual sexual relationship with her. You right, right. He might owe you money for that dress, but that's it. Yeah. But yeah, people yeah. take the opportunity, whatever it is, whatever small thing or big thing. Because there's always you have to think about it, and I've thought this for a long time since social media got really heavy. No matter how fucked up your view of whatever it is, like I hate broccoli. I actually love broccoli yeah, and I fried something the other day, but broccoli. say you hated broccoli, you could go find a whole fucking coalition of people that hate broccoli too. And y'all can talk about how you hate broccoli, <laughs> what other vegetables you love. Like the internet makes that possible. Yeah, yeah. So. Yes, me sitting over here with my opinion of whatever it is in this case. In this case, it's um, Bill Maher's opinion of Stan Lee, but is he's just riding away? Yeah, I mean, okay. As a comic, as a comic, you take these situations and you try to make light of a, of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, take something heavy and you make it. Funny, so people can bear with it. Now, the joke that I heard, that, that from what I'm hearing, I, I don't know if I, you know, verbatim, but what he's saying is that you know, uh, you got all these people that's out here, uh, you got all these people out here that's comic book readers, and um, that is like you say, Perry. It's like just because you read comics, it's like you're supposed to be stupid or dumb or something like that. And that's why the president. I never why, that's why that, he though. Fucked but, it, but, it's, but that's, but that's no. That's, that's, that's always been a saying. fucked up stereotype. I've never heard that stereotype. But, see, but he's saying. And he's saying. Um, and he's saying that. He's saying. Educated. And he's saying that if you. Um, the comics are not part of literature. They're not part of a literary. You know what I'm saying. Culture. It's not. It's not. It's, not, it's, it's just. It's just a toy. It's like. It's like a toy. It's, but it's not. It's not he, real. Like, comedic news. Like that's a new thing. But yeah, exactly. exactly. Right, it's a hybrid of whatever. It's a, exactly, it's right. a hybrid exactly. of, of, of something else. Now, I told you, it, I didn't mind exactly. all of that. So, so now you sit here saying, so now you sit here saying, because, and like we said earlier before, my connection to comics is that it got me to read mm-hmm. other books, to look at Moby Dick and picture, you know, put pictures in my head of what I'm reading. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, you know, sharpening my vocabulary. Yeah. You know, and also making me see issues. Spider Man was Spider Man. He had all these fucking powers, but his ass was broken shit. Exactly. He still had to pay bills. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't get no, girl. Couldn't get no girl. So you yeah. know, you talk about a dude that has all this power and all this responsibility, but at the same token, he got to go out here and, and scrounge up loot just to pay his fucking rent. The Hulk, dude. The yeah. Hulk. Okay. Yeah. All this power, all this anger, fucked up clothes. Yeah. He had to buy clothes all the time. All the time. I mean, you say, look at Superman. Yeah. Superman, he's godlike. Don't, I'm sorry, go DC, but Superman's godlike. But at the same token, 
That's ghost. That's, that's ghost man. I mean, group, uh, ghost, ghost man. Ghost man. Ghost man. Ghost man. Okay. I was like, you know. Okay. Okay. So goose geeses, mongoose, mongoose. <laughs> don't do that. Okay. Don't anyway. Do that. We're not right. doing that right okay. now. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So Superman, nice. Superman has his has his has his godlike power, right? So he is super strong. He has everything going for him, right? He has. He can do everything. He is. He is godlike. So Clark Kent, he has to dumb himself down. He has to trip, stumble. Everything that he's, everything that Superman is, he had to reverse that. You know what I'm saying? That look to make him. So what does that think? What What do you think that makes? You know how. He thinks society is. Mm-hmm. We're clumsy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We stumble. Like world. We're, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's and that's crazy. And that's crazy. And and, and I love uh, Stan Lee for bringing that, like you say, bringing in real issues. I mean, he brought in AIDS. Mm-hmm. He brought in when 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 Martin Luther King died. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He well, my favorite is Iron Man because yeah. he's a broken man inside an indestructible suit. Exactly. Like it's, that, that's that's that is a lot of us. Yo, my whole shit is yo, Iron Man, Batman. They're all rich motherfuckers. They're just like us, but just rich motherfuckers. So now I'm sitting here looking at Bill Gates like, what the fuck you doing, man? You supposed to be saving the world. You know what I'm saying? What's up with right. you, Elon Musk? Right. What's up with you, man? You, you, right. you know, you supposed to be out here doing Elon's some... Elon's trying. You know, no, I mean, like, he's supposed to have on a suit right now, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fighting crime. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm but saying? But you know, they say technology, for whatever reason, you call it Illuminati, you call it whatever it was. But real, actual, factual technology is probably 10 years ahead of what we see. True, but comics brought all that stuff in the in the, in the, yeah, in the yeah, forefront. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Comics brought all that stuff to the forefront because if you, if, you, if people didn't imagine that, then people wouldn't be like, you know what? Maybe I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe I maybe I can make a fucking time machine, or maybe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or maybe I can smash some damn atoms and shit like that right there. Maybe right, I could right, do that. Right. You know, so you know, Stanley man, sorry you gone. You know, but I'm gonna tell you. He was 95. But I'm gonna tell you exactly. But I'm gonna tell you what I. I'm gonna tell you what I enjoyed. I enjoyed that he went through a lot of shit. He had to sue Marvel to get back his shit. You know what I'm saying? And by doing that, like he was out of the picture for a while. And in order for him to do what he did, he had to sue and all this other stuff. So now he reinvented himself. He's in all the fucking, he's cameoing in all these movies. Ah, right, while you bring that up, while you bring that, what's your favorite Stanley cameo? My favorite Stanley cameo? Mm-hmm. Man. Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Ah, I didn't think about that one, but he did do that, did I think it was the, uh, the Spider-Man, no, Spider-Man. Which one was it? Yeah, I think it was the Spider-Man joint when, uh, 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 Spider-Man was fighting the uh, the lizard, mm-hmm. and uh, Stan Lee was listening, like using the library, listening to music, and they were fighting behind him. He was just like, you know, not avoiding the fight. What, what's going on? I thought that was pretty hilarious. My favorite is actually from uh, Spider-Man, the uh, Spider-Man, the uh, Fox uh, cartoon series. Uh, when you remember when Spider-Man was going to the different universes, yeah. and he went to the universe where Stan Lee was and created Spider-Man. It was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, yeah, that yeah, was, that's, yeah, that's that one's like my favorite. I think that uh, I think they should keep his cameos. I think that Deadpool should be, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they should use Deadpool and put him on with a wig and a mustache. What's the, um, <laughs> what's the 
what's the next movie coming out? Next movie coming out is Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. He, I think he's already done. Yeah. He's already, yeah. yeah he's already, he, he's That's already up to, yeah, up to uh, uh, Avengers Four. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but rest in peace, uh, Stan Lee. But even on that note, yeah. when he was in the hospital, the nurse tried to sue him. What? Trying to say, yeah, tried to say that he grabbed on the ass. Hashtag me like too. Yeah, yeah, he tried to, yeah, they tried to me too him, man. They tried to me too him. And my thing was like, yo, he's fucking 90 some years old. Hey, at least let him grab a titty or something. Listen. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Listen. Get I'm trying to get come up, okay? So all you niggas that grab my ass and kamikaze and flung crazy, don't sleep at night. True that. True that. <laughs> Okay, Rebecca, I'm sorry for putting your bra back in the third grade. Hey, we said we weren't gonna do that. Remember, we said that we weren't. <laughs> I gonna do her that. name was Rebecca. We, we said we never. The names right. have been changed okay. to protect the innocent. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, yo guys, that was our main course. Now, uh, something special I wanted to do. Okay, uh, it's called what we miss, and the reason why I call it what we miss is because we've been uh, off the air for two weeks. So during that two weeks, there were some things that we miss. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, first, I'm going to mention this one real quick. We're just going to speed through it, all right? Oh, uh, yeah, this one we're going to speed through. This is speed through. No, this one we're going to speed through, okay? Which is the midterm elections. The reason why we speed through it is because it's, it's still going on, okay? Uh, Andrew Gillum conceded yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, Bill Nelson actually conceded a couple of hours ago mm-hmm. as of this recording. Okay, that's enough. Oh, also, also, Donny Harrison. Ha! <laughs> ah, bye, bitch. Bye. Anyway, cynical. Fuck that. Fuck that. Cynical as shit. Anyway, anyway. Sound like a goat with a damn gargling, like a gargling goat. Okay, so um, one thing that we missed, okay. We missed, we missed November 9th, okay? November 9th being the 25th anniversary. I missed it. Now we know you didn't miss it. Uh, which guys, which guys, you will be, you will be hearing the excursions of a hip hop mom uh, to hear the story that she's, uh, that she's still. Uh, Did I tell the story already? Well, you, the, the audience, the audience will be hearing okay. that soon, soon. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, something something that we found on the cutting room floor. But anyway, uh, Wu Tang Clan entered the thirty six chambers, and this the oh my god, uh, probably one of my I know one of my favorite albums of all time, uh, Tribe Called Quest, yes. Midnight yeah. Marauders. Yes, 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 yeah. Okay, all right, guys. When you first heard Midnight Marauders, all right, do you remember where you at? How you heard it? I was riding in, um, that was 93, right? Mm-hmm. Riding in Eric May's car with Melvin Clayton. Ah, uh, what's up, man? What's up, what's up, Pronto? Hey, Faith. Killing that shit. Mm-hmm. We were killing it. They had come to pick me and Faith up from my house uh-huh. in Lynn Raleigh, where we were going, wherever. Um, and it's just like, there are not a lot of albums that can hold my attention on first listen. From the beginning to the end. Right. On first listen. Like, there are a lot, a lot of albums that I truly love today, but it was like the second or third listen that, right. that got me. Right. That shit, unbelievable. And that's one thing I said, like, at the, at the, at the, at the Wu-Tang concert. Like, this is my grown-up music. Right. I was 18. 
you know, almost age 17, 18, and I was about to leave my parents' house and go live somewhere else out of there. Right. Like, these two albums are my coming of age fucking soundtrack. Yeah. So, move the fuck out of my way and let me go off. <laughs> we actually, I know with, uh, I know with, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. I know, I know with Midnight Rewarders, we first heard it. Uh, shout out, to, yeah, well, shout out to the homie Dave Tompkins. Hey. We heard the snippet album, okay? So we, uh, you know, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. J- you know, Jive has sent a copy of the snippet album where it was like 30 seconds of each song, right. and we were like blown away from those motherfucking 30 seconds. So when we finally got a hold of the album, and most of us were huge Low End Theory fans. Right. Okay, uh, low end theory changed the you know changed the game as it related to production, as it related to using uh, jazz uh, jazz samples and building on top of those jazz samples. Right. And Midnight Marauders, you know, sonically, uh, sonically was some incredible shit. Actually, your man, is. yeah, actually your man Mike City. I remember he posted this, and I felt the same way. You know. Uh, Midnight Marauders, The Chronic, sonically, those the, both of those albums were so perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Now, with, but but Wu Tang's was so unperfect that it was perfect. Exactly. And when I say that, yeah. when I say that, I'm saying it because the production. It was. I think the reason why it hit me so hard because it was like, yo, this dude sat up in his in his room and banged these beats out. You you know when somebody's out here banging beats out. You know what I'm saying? Like you know he's out here chopping up shit and cut. Some of his cuts won't 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 won't, won't point. But it it was like the beats were like so off, but the rhymes were so fucking tight and everything was so fucking just. You know what I'm saying? It was so ah, it made you like you know what I'm saying? Like it, it it hit me because it. It, 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 to me, at that age, I was heavy in the karate movies. Mm-hmm. I was heavy in the kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that Run, Run Run Shaw and all that stuff, I was into that. And to hear somebody be like, especially to hear black men, I didn't feel it. Because I thought, I, like, I was kind of, kind of a nerdy dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm still kind yeah. of a nerdy dude. Yeah. You know, really, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just a nerdy dude. But, you know. Back in those days, it was either you was you was you was gangster or you you know what I'm saying you 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 just a fucking backpacker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And and it was just like to the point where when that Wu Tang shit came out, I was like, oh, oh I could I be gangster that. too. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> oh my god. I was like, oh my god, you're, you're talking about thirty six chambers of death. Oh my god, you're talking about you know what I'm saying, the kid with the golden arm. Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh my god. So now there's a connection to the street and to what. I was into, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because I didn't feel so like alone. Exactly, they yeah. brought that bridge in, and you know that's why it meant like so much to me. And 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 they treated it like a karate movie. Yeah, you I, had stages. Yeah, I gotta share this. I gotta share this shit. Okay, I remember when uh, Method when uh, Method Man first came out, Protect Your Method, Method Man, because it was a you know it was a maxi single. Protecting Your Neck was on the A side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, Protect Your. Yeah, right, there was the death of CD. It was uh, it was protecting neck on the A side, Method Man on the B side, and I remember I was working with this cat and he listened to it and he just thought the shit was garbage. He was like, you know, because he he was he was on some more, I don't know, he was on some G funk shit, okay? No. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so he thought the shit was like mad garbage until 
until a certain live performance at Kamikaze. Shout out to <laughs> Steve. Okay. Steve. Yeah, and and uh you know, that, you know that building is a Priscilla's now. Wow. Yeah. 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 So much stuff going on. Uh and uh you know the the the, the legendary crew uh Seven Tribe uh shouts out to our man DJ Demu who's in the house. Say something D- Demu that's all of yeah that's perfect that's perfect and uh they opened up for wu-tang clan okay this was actually before i you know it was before i joined but i was there and it was live and that same stupid motherfucker was there and he was blowing away oh, which one? the the cat that told me you know oh he was he shit. was absolutely blown he was absolutely blown i mean away. we probably should have a whole show on kamikaze but listen to oh yeah that's the joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Like i got kicked out for smoking weed i don't need to smoke playing video games in the club on the big yeah. screen yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Wu-Tang, man Wu-Tang. 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 close to 40. <laughs> yes it did yes it did oh my god memories Y'all remember that time that Karen's one show he didn't get there till like 1 30, 2 o'clock in the morning? And we yeah. stayed. Fucking what? Oh my god. Oh my god. I was... see him like 18 times and that is still the best show ever. Because he had to make that shit up. He had to make that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. was getting really yeah. salty. Yeah. yeah. He was getting yeah. really but salty. But ain't nobody going nowhere. But ain't nobody going nowhere. <laughs> 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 ain't nobody going nowhere because it's Karen's one. But motherfuckers have. I was like, this motherfucker, if he don't come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was hot, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sweat the whole nine. It did not matter. He showed up. He turned it out mm-hmm. late. Who gives a fuck? It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wu-Tang, man. That's just crazy shit. Yeah. Oh, 25 years. 25 years, yeah. yo. Oh, yo, and yo, let me drop this on you, okay? Uh, just, you know, uh, this isn't a what we missed. This is more of a what's, what's coming ahead. I mean, this week is the 25th anniversary of Doggy Style. Yeah, that was my coming of age in college. Yeah. Riding around drinking Boone Farm. Boone Farm? What do you mean? You ain't drink Boone's Farm. Man, I kept, I kept Boone's Farm. I kept Boone's Farm because I knew women like Boone's Farm. <laughs> So if you on a hunt, if you hunting, you got to have the right ammunition. <laughs> you better, you better have the ammunition. You got to look, you got, look, I had booze fun in my refrigerator song about that shit was icy cold. Girls come in like, oh my gosh, this is so delicious. That's great. You want to take that off? You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was fucking crazy, man. It's like a booze farm, man. Yeah. Boone's yeah. man. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, shit. But yo, that that's what we missed, guys. Yeah, that's what we missed. All right, well, you know something? What's up? This has been a great show. We ain't finished. Wait, hold on, hold on. What are we forgetting? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I mean, he got whole two or three pages of notes over there. Please let him go. I really push my topic. You know something? That you know that you means he do that. It looks like a that motherfucker has something weird. He must have something really weird he if he's got. Okay, he's got lots of notes. Okay, guys, here it is. It's Tico's Theater of the Weird. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this dude's name right. But uh, I'm going to try. His name is uh, Gilberto. His name is Gilberto Escamilla. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's right or not. But it did sound good. It did sound good, though, right? It did sound good, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So this dude, he's a public servant. And um, 
<laughs> and and I, I don't want to say the place where he's at, but uh, he's 50, uh, 53 years old, and um, he was sentenced to 50 years in prison. For what? For stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas. God damn it, really? <laughs> fajitas. <laughs> fajitas. That, yo, I know you're trying to do the math. So you go to a Mexican restaurant and you get what six fajitas for fifteen bucks. Hold on, extrapolate. Yeah. So, <laughs> so one point two million dollars worth of fajitas. Mm-hmm. All right. Now he didn't just do this in one sitting, right? He been doing this shit for nine years. Mm-hmm. He been stealing fajitas for nine years. <laughs> this is how it happened. Okay. <laughs> He's a public. He's a public servant for the te- for the uh, detention centers, okay. which is ironic because that's exactly where his ass is going. What he did was he would order budget blow. He would order these fajitas, right, and uh, and charge it to, to to the county. Okay. Take the fajitas and resell them. That is almost 450,000 for <laughs> Exactly. So, let me, tell, let me tell you, man. So, this dude, he's been stealing fajitas since 2008. Mm. The reason why he got busted is because the deliverer came and was like, yo, we're going to drop this order off. I just want to let you know that the order is coming. And so the people at the detention center, the kitchen workers were like, what order? He says, I got um, 800 pounds of fajitas here for you. But do they even get fajitas in prison? There you go, dumbing and good. <laughs> that's a little bit. Exactly, so, so then they were like, well, that's kind of weird. Number one, we don't serve fajitas. <laughs> Number two, that's a pretty large ass or. <laughs> <laughs> so the deliverer dropped the offer. He was like, "Yo, nah." They were like, "No, this is your shit." They were like, "No, no, 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 no. It's not ours." He was like, "Yes, we've been doing this shit for nine years." <laughs> so Taco Tuesday, they got it. So they got him. They went to the dude's house, and he had the fucking fajitas in his motherfucking refrigerator. Not all 800 pounds, but he had some fajitas, and you know it matched the same, right. the same shit, the same wrapping. Right. So yeah. he said, you know, I just got, you know, it started off small, and it just got he out of hand. Just having a party. And I was just exactly. You know, yeah. wanted to get some fajitas for my friends and family. Exactly. Split the order in. See, this is I've I've been doing business. Well, before I started my current job, I did business to business payroll. Mm-hmm. Um. And one thing I used to always tell my clients, because I've dealt with thousands of different companies, just look at your shit. Just peruse it. You may be, and the worst are like doctors and lawyers, like single firm doctors and lawyers. Right. They hire somebody, they trust them to do their payroll, and come to find out this bitch been paying herself a $10,000 bonus every year, and there's only one doctor, and he got four patients. Like, right. <laughs> at least every quarter, Sit down and look, audit, carve out a day and audit your books to make sure that what's coming in is going into your bank account and what's going out is a necessity. Of course. I don't understand. I don't know what state this was, but nobody looked at these fucking invoices for $1.2 million 
of fucking fajitas when they don't even serve fajitas in the prison. This is the shit that kills me, though. This is the shit that gets me. I mean, I love Mexican food. I do. But the shit is fake. It's a farce. It's a hustle. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. The innards are all the fucking same. You either have beef, you have chicken. You have guac, you have lettuce. You have tomatoes, you have, you know what I'm saying? You have tomatoes, you have fucking lettuce. You have, you know what I'm saying? Pico on the side or whatever the fuck. It's all the same shit. A taco is just a tortilla that's folded, right? True. A fucking enchilada, a enchilada is a taco that's wrapped, but the ends are touching. A burrito is an enchilada, but the ends are folded in. You know what I'm saying? Stop fucking with me, Mexican. <laughs> I'm not. Stop fucking with me, Mexican. And, and the crazy thing about it is, it's the same shit with different prices. Yeah, fuck tamale, that shit, yeah. huh? It's a, yeah, that's yeah, tamale totally different, yo. What's like the difference between a tamale? What, what the fuck? It's what, the one with the corn masa yeah. and wrapped in the corn leaf. That's only because they didn't have a tortilla. <laughs> it's the same shit. It's the same shit. It's the same fucking shit, man. Yo, yo, I got here's, all right, here's a joke. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when's the best time to put, you know, fajitas in cheese sauce? When? Huh? When? Uh, when is the best case, case scenario? Case okay, I'm gonna let myself out right now. Can you tell us your next joke? Gonna the next one. So yeah, yeah. No, I didn't mean it. Never mind. No, 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 no. But you know, but anyway, to jump back on this subject, you know, yo, 1.2 million dollars worth of fucking fajitas, and he should have known that the shit was gonna blow up on his face anyway, because you know, fajitas is known to spill the beans. Bada bum boom bow. I'm out. Thank you so much for listening to me. Um. <laughs> and uh, that right there is my theater of the weird. Um, all I know is that there's going to be a drought going on wherever that state is. There's going to be a drought of fajitas. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, what the hell he was saying? I mean, they're going to be a drought. The company got paid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he got, I'm just talking about. Well, he was just he was government money. No, he was government money. Government money. Look here, dude. Look here, dude. Government money. I'm not saying that he sat there and was eating 1.2 million. He no, was he reselling that shit. Right. To the local grocery yeah. stores, all that. He was. That's gonna be a drought. Somebody. <laughs> that's gonna be a drought. It's gonna be a drought because he was the main. He was the main. He was the motherfucking main dude. He was the motherfucking damn. He was the Scarface of so the I, 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 I want to unpack this a little bit more. So there's these like fajita kits. When I exactly. Fajita, and that's the shit I'm talking about. Right. Because it'd be one thing if you stole like. 1.2 million dollars of fucking burritos. Right. Yeah. But you talking right about now. exactly, but you talking about a fajita, which is the same shit as I said, a taco, this that, and the other. It's just you got to put that shit together. Right. Yeah. That's it. Rice on the side. It's all the yeah. shit. It's like here's a fajita. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna cook this shit. Now you put it together. Right. Now you should give me you should give me half off because I'm fixing my own fucking food. Yeah, because it comes out on that sizzling tray. Man, fuck that Mexican. Stop fucking <laughs> Mexican. Stop fucking with me with that. I hate food that lie like carrots and, and spinach and shit. Carrots be like you eat carrots and it hurts your eyesight. I mean, eating carrots and I'm still wearing glasses. <laughs> Motherfucking went eating spinach. I like to get into a fight when I was a kid. I saw Popeye and I said, you know what? I'm gonna eat this spinach. I don't motherfucker beat this motherfucker ass. I go out there and eat me some spinach and I motherfucker go out there and I get my ass beat. I hate food that lie. What's going wrong is that Stop black lying. Popeye eats collards. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Very true. Very true. You know what? You have to do the right. You have to do the right. <laughs> 
fucking black papa. But yeah, man. Fuck <laughs> that shit, man. <laughs> that was that, man. That was that. Playing my mind. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Tico. Man, as a theory of the weird. Hey, Hip Hop Mom, you got any final words for us? Good, because I can't do my top of the day. They'll just bring everybody down. It was kind of sad. But anyway, um, no, I just I, I just want people to worry about themselves. That's my theme in 2019. Worry about yourself? Worry yeah. about yourself. If you peruse your, your timelines, there are a whole lot of people out here. And I say this all the time, but I'm just reiterating. Today. Reiterate, baby. Reiterate. Um, there are a whole lot of people worried about what she doing and what he doing. If we take the time to work on ourselves and make sure that we're happy, any relationship that you have is going to be successful. No. Now, by success, you may end up dropping some people off on the curb and continuing on with your life, or you may continue to have fruitful relationships with them. But in 2019, I really, really want people to focus on, and this was kind of my topic, unpacking your emotional baggage so that you can sustain a healthy lifestyle. That's it. <laughs> beautiful words from our hip hop mom. From very beautiful uh, hip hop mom. Alright guys. Um, we've reached the conclusion of Straight to Cherry. Now, um, once again please, uh, you know, social media. Uh, follow our Troy to page at S2T on air. Like our Facebook page. I want to thank everybody for the Facebook love that we've been getting. Uh, definitely, you want to um, check us out on our platforms. We're on SoundCloud at S2D on the Air. Uh, we can be found in Google Play at Straight to Tape. We can be found on Stitcher Straight to Tape. Also, uh, Radio Public Straight to Tape. More platforms are coming soon. This is our movement. Eh, you know something I don't even like using that word moving. Look, this is just us sitting down. This is our schmoop. I like that though. Oh shout out McCondy to make for making it hundred and ten percent on his college English. Alright. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh definitely want to send a shout out to uh, Innocence. Go check out their uh you know, latest album, Pep Rally, on all, all uh, media platforms. Uh, DJ Demu, thank you for being here with us. Also, man, check out my, you know, check out my girl, Sky Blue, Sky Blue Photography. She is uh, doing her thing. Okay. See happy to have you. Have, happy to have you with us today. Catch me on Thursday nights if I. No, not Charlie Good Nights. I'm working my way up there. Yeah, uh, I'll be working my way back. Oh. Catch me at Woody's. Catch me at Woody's on Thursday nights. Uh, sharpening up my skills. Are uh, you going to be out here on this Thursday, Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. I got, I'm going to be I'm especially out there on Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. going to be fun. That's yeah. going to be a very interesting uh, uh, Look, sponsorships. If anyone would really want to talk about sponsorships, just hit us up at s2t1a at gmail.com. All right. Well, first, for the comedian, Tico. Assalamualaikum. Stay off that pork bacon. Uh, the I actually cooked a whole slab of bacon this morning. Oh, wow. Eight teenagers. So. Uh, that makes you? sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boys pretty much. Boys and berries. Ah, man. Oh, do y'all want to hear the outtake about what happened at my kid's party last night? Uh, then we got to go. 
Well, shoot. You know something? Let's finish the show with that outtake. What do you yeah, think? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, my kid, my house is a safe house. Mm-hmm. Like, when I grew up, my mama didn't want nobody to come over our house. Like, I had friends over, but as far as huge sleepovers and kids mm-hmm. running in on the house, nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah, that's not happening. So, my house is the house. So, my kids' friends come over whenever. So, over the years, of course, it's matriculated to boys and girls. Mm-hmm. So, Last night was my, uh, yesterday was my, my, my youngest kid's 15th birthday. We had about 15, 17 kids at the house. Um, they don't ever want to have a party anywhere else. Um, we've been having parties at the house for the past probably eight years. They don't ever, like, I was talking about Sweet 16, my oldest one, who's 16. Well, Sweet 16 party. Like, I was ready to get a venue and limos and all that shit. They were like, nah, let's just. Have pizza in the house and have friends over play games and do whatever. Okay, fine. So, 15-year-old, same way. That's how the birthday party went down last night. Um, his dad was there and his dad's girlfriend. Um, she's, I love her. She's such a sweet girl. So, every so often, like, so we live in a three-story townhouse. Nobody goes in mama's room, which is my mama's room, too. Like, don't bring these kids in my room, but I lived in the, ba- I lived in the basement. So, in the living room, kitchen area, they were there. And then upstairs, the boys live upstairs. Um... You know, they have each have a bedroom upstairs, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it was Montina, my ex-husband's girlfriend, turn to go up, make the rounds or whatever. So she comes back and all the kids come downstairs because it's time to do like open gifts or whatever. So there was a new girl. There's like four or five girls there. The one I'd never seen before. Um, there was a, and apparently she's the girlfriend, air quotes, of another little boy he's been there before but he's not a regular like I have my regulars and so Montina comes downstairs and she's just looking like she didn't want to ruin the moment because she know I go fuck so finish the gifts or whatever um kid got some really nice gifts he also has been over the past five this is the fifth year he was born the same day as one of his friends in the same hospital, I think. Wow. So they've, they've over the past years, they've had their birthday party together. <laughs> so all the kids are starting to, my ex-husband's taking pictures of the kids. And so while he's taking the picture, after the gifts are open, she's talking to me across the table, long table, about this long, long table saying, yo, when I went upstairs, the new girl um, was putting her shirt on. Excuse me. Ooh. What you said? All of my that's no, not, like, that not like a present <laughs> to me. That's no, sir. That's no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. All of my kids weren't in that room. They were in the other room. There were some little boys coming out of the room, and she was putting her shirt on. So just as um, their dad was finishing taking the pictures, everybody was dispersing, and I stood up and said, "Hey." Everybody come back. <laughs> this is when they thought I was going to give a speech about them, the unity speech. Because mm-hmm. I do that every year at every birthday party for both. Nah, um, this is a safe house. I trust y'all and y'all trust me and your parents trust you to be here. When you come in the house, you keep on every stitch of clothing that you came in with, except for your coat. 
and I look straight at the little girl <laughs> in the eye and she did this she rose up her eyes got real big yeah I said it the rest of the kids were like what's going on what's wrong they all call me mom like what's wrong mom nothing I said what I said y'all go ahead about your business and so my kids come and they're like super like edgy they're like what happened and I told them they're like yeah 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 she's mad I mean I just been I mean I, I, me personally I've been pissed because it's my birthday and I ain't seen no kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hit you with this box. I, mean, I don't play with my kids. I mean, don't I'm, be playing I mean, with my motherfucking sour. I mean, I feel. I mean, I feel you, but shit, dog. I mean, it's my birthday. At least if anybody gonna get in trouble, it should have been my motherfucking ass <laughs> looking at some titty. I mean, damn, not any like fuck, yo. No, I've had those talks with my kid, and he's like, all right, I think I'm gonna wait till I'm 18, 21. I was like, well, um, you need to be educated. Just in case, because I, little, I, I, this I, I, was years you, ago, I'm, a couple of years ago. I'm I said, little girls are nasty. I'm Ask me how I know. I'm with you. I'm, look, look, I'm with you on that. Hey, having sex is crazy, but hey, nothing wrong looking at those titties. That's why we watch rated R movies. Why the fuck do you think I watch Jason? I'm not watching Jason because he liked to kill motherfuckers. I love watching Jason because it was titties. The only, reason I, the only reason why I watch Girlfriends, I didn't like them, the TV show Girlfriends. I didn't like it. The only reason I liked it because all the girls' nipples were hard. Uh, Girls don't have that luxury, Tico. Because you I can't mean, hey, look, look. penis out. And even if you did, I mean, penises, are, penises are, are, are strange looking things itself. You know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, but hey. Okay, before this turns into a full-on penis conversation. I mean, you're okay when you're talking <laughs> about penis? Yeah, man. Yeah, hey, don't think that I've seen you looking at uh, Patrick Swayze on fucking Roadhouse. See, <laughs> <laughs> Tico, Tico, Tico. I told you that in confidence. I told you that in confidence. Okay? I told you that in confidence, okay? It's just yeah, so, it's just so, um, it's just just, something yeah, about the whole karate. Yeah, that's a good way to regulate. That's a good way to regulate. I had to go off. Hey, that's not bad. Don't play in my house. You're damn right. Exactly. Look here, man. I, I look back in the day. I had one girl in my mama's house one time, one, and and and, and we did we, we we did we did a little do do. You know what I'm saying? We did do do, and it was like two hours later. I thought the shit was out. I thought the smell was everything was gone. My mama, oh, no. my, mama my mama come home. My mother come home. She said, "Who you having now?" <laughs> I said, "I said nobody." She Perfect. said, "She said, yes, you have." Who's been in my house? Yo, that was no, that was the perfect birth of young look too. Exactly. For real. Yeah, real. My, mom, my mom gave you that look. I was like, well damn. I thought, what the hell? So ever since then, she got a keen sense of smell. She's like fucking Wolverine. Yeah. So I don't even I don't okay. I never brought that, yeah. you know, I never brought another chicken in the house like that. Never. My sense of smell is crazy. And I smoke. So cigarettes. Um, sorry. Um, but <laughs> no, like I, I, I did quit smoking for like I knew that I could smell a fly shit on the top of the air <laughs> as a smoker. And then when I quit for like a month, it was like, is this a superpower? Exactly. Like, you cannot do it. And my son is the same way. My son has sense mem- sense, uh, yeah, sense memory. So he's he's also a cook. Uh, he loves mm-hmm. to cook. Mm-hmm. So he can smell like we're we'll be out. 
one thing that got him was the there's some kind of special ketchup sauce that mm. they have at Red Robin, mm. okay. and it's not ketchup. He normally he can taste something and like taste like there's cardamom in it and rosemary and this and that and this and that. He ate that ketchup and it was so good and he still has yet to figure out what the fuck is in that ketchup and it frustrates him to no end. But he he has scent memory. So he'll be like, oh, this smells like grandma's house that time we came from Virginia for Christmas. Like, okay. Mm. Or this smells like, you know, granddaddy such and such. Or this smells like this. Or I remember this smell from such and such and such and such. It's really weird. So when he goes to the room, he'll be like, smell like titty dust? I never, because I know what I know what I was doing at their age in 10th and 11th grade. I know what I was doing. And this is not me being, oh, my kids don't ever do shit. No, but they no. are really, like, good boys. Look, it's one, yeah, yeah. You know, they were mortified. It's one thing, they were it's, it's one thing, it's one thing to do something. But it's one thing to do something in your mama house. Yeah. It's one thing yeah. to do something. Yeah. You know, that's just yeah. a total. And it ain't in your mama house. Yeah, it ain't yeah. in your mama that house. That little girl was out. She was out of pocket. Yeah. And out of a shirt. And I said something about it with the boys. I realized seven boys that spent the night last night. And um, one of them said something to me as I was leaving. Um, there seven boys. Yeah, did anybody at least four of them saw some titties. Yeah, did, right, did, yeah, did yeah, one of them yeah. at least admit? What yeah. No, no, no. Nobody said anything. Yeah, I'll find out later if they say it. But, um, yeah. They were like, Mom, you're leaving with the dog? I was like, yeah, but I'm leaving with my shirt on. Mm-hmm. And they all went, like, <laughs> So it's funny now. But my kids were like, absolutely. They were embarrassed that she was there. Sure. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's a good sign. But, you know, shit, shit, I, I don't expect it not to happen. I just yeah. not like that. It's not like it about her. Yeah. Do it in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Been there, done that. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> I like having a fucking damn pine cone. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 I go get poison ivy. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And that was quintessential hip hop mom. Keisha with a Y. And I am. See Perry Lisa the second. This has been straight to tape. Uh, I want everybody to enjoy the holiday. Uh, we'll be back you know, sometime after the holiday um, with a, another good and strong show. I love my team here. Y'all love them too. <laughs> All right, guys. Straight to tape. As I always, say let's get active. Y'all be good.